attending the American Foundation for the Blind's weekly going ongoing series Inform and Connect. This was started originally so that we could bring camaraderie to the blind community, talking about informal topics that are informative in a very relaxed setting. And today I'm so excited to build on our conversations we've had around audio description with the owner of Najor Productions, Jeff Heck. Jeff, it's so good to have you today. Hi, how are y'all doing? <laughs> good. We are so excited. Um, I really enjoyed learning so much about um, audio description and we've heard from, you know, the narration side of it, but we're so excited to have you here today to talk about the written set part of it, which is so incredibly um, interesting to me and I can't wait for you to share, but can you tell us a little bit about you, Jeff, and how you got into um, your role? Yeah, um, back in 1996, uh, well, the early 90s, so I'm dating myself, uh, <laughs> I, worked for a, uh, I worked for a publishing company and we created uh, job search videos and uh, videos for uh, men and women coming out of the corrections, out of jail, and how to put your life back together, what to do, and, and so on and so forth. So I've got into the education and training side. And in 1996, I started my own company, Major Productions, and we started just continued doing that. Um, I've probably written, produced, shot, filmed, edited the whole nine yards, at least 600 titles, if not more, all in the field of education and training and corrections. Uh, about, well, I'll phrase this, I hire local actors. And I had a friend of mine who, um, I needed an Asian actor for a particular role. And he was working for an organization. And long story short, he said, you know, our company may need your services at some point because we also do corporate and the whole nine yards. And a lot of people tell you that like, hey, you know, we, I'm sure we've got something coming up and we'll hire you. And it never happens. Well, this time it did. Yeah. So he was <laughs> in the field of audio description and they're in, they were in the, um, they do the whole gamut. They do braille, they do large print, they do um, tactile graphics, they'll do stuff for museums, schools, mostly the school market. So we did, I was contracting, this is like five years ago, to work on about 1,400 educational titles to do audio description on. And I started off by just, I would edit the videos when you're done, but I also oversaw the narration. So I would get the script, hire the voiceover talent, send them geez, 30, 40 scripts, and they would just do it as they could and send me back way files, and then I would edit those in. As time went on, we needed more writers, and I, you know, background in script writing, so I started writing um, some of the educational titles. And the one thing with educational titles is you can do the extended or paused, because you have to. Um, we may get a mathematical um, equation in, and you've got to read the entire equation on screen. And if there's a change or two within that equation, you read the whole thing again from top to bottom. So you have to pause the video in order to fit in. And it's easier to do um, the audio description when you're allowed to do pauses because it, it just it gives you the room to be able to describe things. Some videos we cannot do. And as you know, you have three seconds to fit in something. And you've got to find just the most pertinent detail. And that's the hardest thing. I'm making the transition from doing the extended to the inline where there is no pauses and then making the switch from education and training over to entertainment because it's a different animal. It really is. It's a different way of writing. 
No, I'm so glad that you brought that up because one of the the things I, you know, that's so interesting to me is, you know, we, you know, visually, you know, you, the, the picture's worth a thousand words. Just how do you, when you're looking at the, and when you're in the process of writing, determine what is the best verbiage to use to bring, you know, a visual sense to that non-visual um, that, And that is difficult. I mean, because there's so many things you can look into, like, you know, a, a room with a window where the sun's streaking in, the rest of it's dark. So, you know, they can cast shadow and light across the room. You try and make it as visually appealing as possible, for lack of a better term. I watch a lot of existing films and shows that have audio description. Um, I'll try and find audio description scripts that are out there, uh, talk with other writers and so forth and say, hey, you know, how it's like right now I'm doing some work with an organization and I'll write the script like in thirds and then I'll send it in and they'll send feedback to me saying, okay, this is great. This doesn't work so well. Try this. So it's it's a continual learning process. It really is. It's it, The hardest thing is you want to be able to hit those key things, but not because you're not going to be able to describe everything. You really got to look at that element that doesn't it, it pertains to the story it does the best job of doing it. like there was one show where they were doing the credits the opening credits and it was mind hunter and the visuals up for like a frame i couldn't see it and they're describing it. i'm like they had to have paused that thing because there's no <laughs> way and you know and then i got to thinking was that really needed i don't know so that's the other thing you got to balance out is wow because some of it was pretty graphic so it, yeah, yeah i could imagine like especially yeah. when you're going through scenes or what you just said when they just pop things up just frantically that's what yeah. i would say frantic pop-ups and that's the thing <laughs> is it important enough does it does it really pertain to the overall story for this yes it did because of the manner of the series okay. so it's really a good job that they did tough but a really good job that is awesome yes I, I i can think about that when you think of like a harry potter series you know a movie like whenever there's just so much magical stuff going on where you've got to capture that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much there and, and choosing the right words and like i did a film a while back and the main character the expressions were always the same so, okay, <laughs> okay, he's, for the 48th time they have a on their face. <laughs> and that's always fun when the main talent doesn't really give you a doesn't have a vast or, or variety of looks it's always that same looks like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's the fun part finding words somebody created a spreadsheet and it's really cool because i referenced it a lot it's like look and it has all these different words you can use for looking or for walking, or for staring, or for just, it, it's wonderful, it's a great, it's a great, and you, you know, you use a thesaurus a lot. I'd imagine, because you are literally painting a picture with words. Yes, yes. Which is, is so, it, it just, this is just really exciting for us to all learn about, at least for me, because I, it, it's just, that is artwork that you're doing, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Now, when you, I want to go back to the education piece, because you had said something with the extended pauses, mm -hmm. and, you know, education at AFB is so important, you know, because we were into creating systemic change, um, which I want to move into that, too, of how you're creating that and that your world, but just about the education piece is how, you know, being able to bring that same education level to a student's sighted peers can you kind of walk us through what you mean by extended pausing? Yeah, what we will do, we'll just create a second video for, you know, your visual, um, the students that don't have, they just, they, 
they're viewing just the normal, unedited, there's no audio description there. What we're doing is we work with educators and also um, like if it's a science thing, we'll work with scientists, are, is what we're saying correct? You know, is this the right way to do it? We always have the client give us the okie dokie before anything is done. So they'll send us the video, we'll watch it, um, we will write our audio description piece, edit it together, and send it back to either in-house staff, depending on who I'm working with, they'll give it their thumbs up or make their changes. Then we send it back to the client and they always give us final approval because in the education side, there's usually teachers or, you know, professors, universities and so forth that will give the final okay that it makes sure that it fits with their curriculum and what they want to do. There's like certain, certain words you can and cannot use. And I don't have an example of that right now, but there's certain phraseology that they want you to use. Oh, sure. I'm sure depending on the curriculum and how they're teaching their that, that no, I could see how that would be the case. Exactly. And that's the same, like we do some park service videos. It's the same thing in park services. We may call it a field where they want it to be called a meadow or they, we call it a bluff and they don't want it to be called a bluff. They just, all across the board, there's all of these buzzwords that they want you to use rather than what you think maybe use. And that, that again, that's just always learning, continually oh. learning. Yeah, I mean, so that for that kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to pop on. So once you do are presented with, they want you to provide audio description to a show. Do you how far in advance do you get to see it? I know the narrators get to see it as soon as they sit down, so it's the last thing. So Wendy, are you privy to the this show or, or series or if it's an edu if it's a if it's like a the film I did was released in May, and I want to say I received that it was a Netflix film and I received that in March February March somewhere like there so uh, it's like an hour and a half so I really took my time with that one because it was the first entertainment piece that I did so I had it like two months in advance two months to two and a half months in advance which is plenty of time uh, to write that because you can write it in pieces and then uh, the narration like Roy Samuelson as we both know uh, they can knock it out in no time flat they're really good at that that's awesome. So when you, Jeff, what were the, what are the differences for you when you're dealing with educational parks? Um, you know, as you were saying, uh, the other more on the educational side, they give you words that you want to use. You were saying now, do you get that same when you're dealing with like say Netflix or, um, entertainment industry? No, not really. There really were not any parameters of, you know, don't use this, don't use that. Um, nothing along those lines they'll again it's another where you'll write it in their qc people say okay we like this we're going to change this ever so slightly and as you know the hard part is just when you can't pause the video fitting it in there and not giving not doing too much not stepping on lines or or audio noises or cues that's the one thing i learned quickly is you build it up let the noise happen and then you go from there as to what happened after the noise. Nine times out of 10, visually impaired can figure out what the noise was. Sometimes you've got to like a baseball bat swung and hit a lamp so you, and the guy disappears. So it's like, you know, the guy vanished, you hear the crash, the empty chair, the, the bat hits the lamp above it and so forth. So yeah, it's, it's fun just making sure you don't tell too much if that makes sense. No, it does. And I, I remember earlier, in our earlier conversation, you were just, we were talking about, you know, and I think you're talking about a movie where a woman like flopped on the bed in exasperation and we can't hear a flop on a bed. 
Yeah. You, know? so yeah. you have yeah. to say that. You do. Yeah. And it's just, you know, what can, you know, there's a noise and is that noise something like sitting in a chair or yeah, that's the fun part. And there seems to be, you know, there's a little bit of uh, uh, one company may say, okay, describe it more. One, another company will say, I gave too much. So trying to figure out who you're working with too within an organization, they may have a different viewpoint of how much you should and shouldn't say. So it's, it's like I said, it's a continual learning process, no doubt about it. Yes, for sure. So what does the, the relationship look like with, let's say, you and the, the engineer and the writer? Well, I mean, not the writer, but sorry about that, the narrator. So once you've gotten your script and written and you've handed it off to the narrator, do you get it back and then kind of see? Do you, do you provide feedback to them afterwards? Yeah. Now, on the edge, I'll go there again on, on the two sides. When I'm hired by a company to do something for like in the entertainment side, I just turn in the script and I have no input whatsoever. They do it in-house with their own voiceover and so forth. But when I'm doing like education and training and I'm, when I'm also editing the video together for like a park or, or this large project we did, I'll have input with the narrator. We'll talk about it and say, hey, you know, here's what we need to do. Um, some of the parks, some of the words are very hard to pronounce. Um, they're, they're not like what you see. So you've got to go over the pronunciation. Like to all of me is spelled really weird. Uh, yes. It's like to all of me is how you say it. Um, it's, that's the big thing is hitting them, you know, the, the tone, the inflections, the speed too, because sometimes it's like, give me four or five reads of this particular line and we'll put those in the instructions. Like before they get the script, we have a time code where it starts and where it ends. And that's another thing. You can be really specific. Like you can say, you can include the last words that is spoken and then your time code of where you want them to start. And then you put in your, your text of what you want them to read. Then there's another time code and maybe the next word that is spoken. So you're telling them on the time code, say from 30 seconds to 45 seconds, this is what you need to say. The words leading into that first time code were, you know, I'm going down the street. Then the next words that you'll hear on the screen is, do you want me to pick something up? And you've got to fit all of this within those two words. So that's, that's the big direction that we give to voiceover artists is it's not only writing the script, it's also telling them where it needs to go. Does it need to be a little quicker? Uh, can it be at normal pace? Uh, do you really need to, you know, yes. say it pretty fast? Uh, so that, that's a big thing too, is giving the direction there. And then also what, what's fun with, what I like about doing the education and training is when I'm editing it, editing it together too. Um, I like doing that as well. That, that, that's just a blast. I can imagine so. Cause you know, you're, you're doing that and you're, you're bringing this to life and being able to increase education so that, you know, we're able to have the same level playing ground for sighted peers. Yeah. And it's great to hear the feedback of this made such a big difference. And this is wonderful. Cause what, what blows me away, honestly, is the mathematical stuff. I can mm. see it. I'm reading it. I'm listening to it. And I still don't get it. And you guys <laughs> are just hearing it. It's just, it's amazing to me. It is just, it blows you away. Yes, it does. I, yeah. It, and I, when you were talking about mathematical equations, math, I will firmly admit to everyone is not my strong point. So for me that like when you're doing that and making it, you know, accessible and the way that you're talking about adding that extra time, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I'm very interested in how that works, but yeah. you know, I, where do you see, you know, we were, we were briefly talking about this, you know, talking about the world of AD and how it's really exploding. Where do you see it going? I really see it expanding. I think you are going to see it 
as commonplace as closed caption. I really do. I, I really think that's going to be the end result. Um, it's weird because, and, and we kind of covered this a little bit. I have a lot of friends that can see fine, but in the world we live in today, people are attention deficit. So they can turn on the audio description, do other things and be fully aware of what's going on in their show. I mean, it sounds weird, but it's also yes. uh, an aid for the, the sighted as well. It, it's amazing. It, it's, it's, I've not heard anybody say yet, yeah, you know, this is terrible. It's just been received so well, you know, guys out there, you know, Joel Snyder with, with, with the audio description project and such guys are really making it, uh, more prevalent and, and putting out petitions to the networks, to the uh, publishing companies all over that this is needed. I'm working with a few publishers now saying, you've got a student base out there that can really benefit from this. Um, you really need to consider in the inclusiveness and, and your materials, if you offer them, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win for you because you're going to, you know, they sell their product. You're gonna be able to sell more product because you're offering this version. I know, and I remember when we were having that discussion because I knew the, the, the attention deficit, I definitely, but <clears throat> also too, like we were just saying, people are multitasking, people are on their phones watching a show, or, yeah. you know, you, you're essentially turning this in material into an audio book. So if you wanted to listen to it in your car, if you, you know, which is, is my own personal experience too, you know, I have two, with my two children, when we put a movie on, then we have the audio description on, so everyone's able to, you know, enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, 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 it sounds funny, but it's not just for the visually impaired. It's really not. No, and inclusion is definitely the name of the game. So I'm yes, really, perfect word. Yes, inclusion is definitely the name of the game. <laughs> because yeah. we'll all be seen as just people when that happens. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. No, this is really great. We, um, if, if we are getting ready to move into the Q&A, this went by so fast. Um, but if you could give just, you know, one talk, why we always do it with my guests, if, if you wanted to give one thing, if someone was going to get interested in the world of audio description, where would you direct them or give them a tip to, to start? You know, a, a good place to start is in your local town, the theaters, uh, live stage presentations and such. More and more cities are offering... Uh, audio description for live shows and you've got to work on scripts there um, there's a really cool place too online called youdescribe.org that's um, where people can put up videos there's just they don't have any money for audio description you can go there you can view a ton of videos that have been audio described and you can do it yourself um, you can write the you can pick a video you want and you can write the audio description and you record it yourself there they have all the tools oh, wow. that it's really neat it's a great it's a great way to get your feet wet to try it out to see how it goes. Um, I, but like I said, going back to the theater thing, the live theater, that's a wonderful way because you can get in with a group that they're already doing it. You can learn some of the basic writing because again, it's a live presentation. So you're not allowed that, you know, hey, actors, can you hold up for a second while we talk? You've got to get it. <laughs> yes. So it's a good training ground and people are already doing it. So you can learn how they've done it. Also, just listen, turn on the audio description and listen. Um, that's what I'm doing. It, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's probably the best way to get going is, you know, those would be the two things I would do. The live theater is really cool because it's, it's a, good group, a good group of people um, that are really trying to make a difference out there, include everybody in the audience. Uh, museums are starting to offer it too somewhat. That is incredible. No, that, I'm going to check that site out probably very soon. That is 
That is awesome. Because you yeah, just yeah. immediately get started in trying. That is great. Exactly. And you can see, and there's a wish list that you got to log in. It's free. You got to register. You, it, it's easy. They, they don't bombard you with emails and sell you or anything, your list, <laughs> anything like that. But it, it's a good way that you describe places really cool. And you can, you do have to do the voiceover yourself. My voice is terrible. No, it's not. Well, you know, the narrators I'm working with, it's like, oh my, they're on a whole different level. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jeff. I'm going to go ahead and open it up for, um, give it back to Susan so we can open up to see if people have questions. Okay. Um, I know myself have more, but I'm let people go first. <laughs> yeah, so everyone, chat is open. If you have a question, send those to me. Um, Jeff, I have a question for you. Um, when you're writing audio description, what have you found personally that to be the most challenging to write for? For me right now, it's the entertainment field. Um, like I said, making that transition from the education and training because it really is two different styles with with being able to pause, you can nail it. I mean, you can really, you have the time. I mean, you don't want to make a three minute video, a 45 minute, you know, opus. You want to try, try and keep it short, but you have more room. Uh, so it's, it's like finding just the right words in that short amount of time to describe everything that's taking place without giving away too much. You mentioned earlier too, um, when you start to write, you pull out the old thesaurus. Do you yes. read a lot? Does that help? Yeah, it does. Writing? It really does. Yes, it really does. Because you can see, you know, uh, just reading, listen. really what helps most honestly is listening to other shows where it's been done. It really is. Turning on audio description on uh, Netflix. I have uh, Xfinity, Comcast. I'm not really sure what their name is now. It's, Xfinity or Comcast, they actually have an audio described section that you can give the X1 format. You just say, show me described shows. And it takes you what's on live or what's in their library that is described. And it's great. I mean, there's some really solid audio description out there. There's some really bad audio description out there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think what I would like to see it is to get more where it's better, where nobody's complaining about it. I, I turned on one show and just the writing was bad. The voiceover was even worse. Uh, the timing was off. Uh, just, you know, because sometimes you got to go after the fact of what happened. But I mean, it wasn't even close. You know, I, um, I didn't, one thing that I was going to add is, you know, I, there's been a lot of talk about bringing in, I mean, do you find that that improves when you have a, people that are blind or visually impaired that are actually working on this? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, we did one oh, about two months, maybe three months ago. It's like, okay, that's obvious. We don't need to be told that. I, I understood what was going on without you telling me just due to the noise. And I think that's something that it's amazing what visually impaired can hear and because, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes close my eyes and, and watch a show and try to imagine what I mean, your senses are, of hearing are increased and, and that, that's the thing too that's that's probably a tough thing is what is a blind person's interpretation you, you hearing something and how how they can interpret it and that's the one thing i think that is undersold for lack of a better term is um that you can hear and understand what's going on without having to be told i hope i'm phrasing that right no and i i I, I really appreciate, can you maybe, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking up questions, but I, if 
could you elaborate maybe more how um, I think it's important for, you know, the having the blind community, you know, we're creating jobs too. It's employment. So having that quality control. Yeah, I think what I would do is um, at the um, American Council of Blind, they have the audio description project. There's a listing there of, I think, all the organizations that do provide audio description. And I think if, if I were somebody uh, that wanted to try to do, get on as a QC person, I'd write those organizations, say, hello, I understand you do audio description, just get a hold of them directly and offer your services. I'd love to be a QC person for your organization um, and see where it goes from there. There's, I, I want to say there's probably like 30 or 40 at least, if not more. And not everybody does um, audio description. Some will just do components. Like I said, Braille, or they'll do tactile graphics, or they'll do large print, or they'll do live theater. It just depends on, and, and it tells you um, at the website what they do and they don't do. But that'd be a good starting point. It's a great resource. Yeah, it really is. That that's that is an excellent resource. Well, we, I yes, I'm gonna have. I have checked that one out on ACV. They have they have a really strong presence there, so I love it. Yeah, that's a great place. Susan, do you have any more questions? I have one more question. I already know kind of the answer to this, but I think it's a sweet story. So, Jeff, where did the name of your company come from? Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have two kids. One is Nathan and one is Jordan. And in 1996, we were like, what can we call this place? Because they didn't want to be like, you know, top-notch films and film films. <laughs> Now I want something different. So we called ourselves Major Productions. It's capital N, little a, which is for Nathan, and then capital J, little o, little r, Major for Jordan. So we just ran with it. And within, uh, I think the second year we were in business, there's a company called Major Productions in Michigan, and they owed a lot of money to a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no. And we kept getting, you know, you owe the system. Like, no, nah, it's not, not quite. It's close. <laughs> but yeah, but that's where it came from is just from the two kids. And we just tried something different. Oh, I love it. I, <laughs> that, that's yes. I love it. And no, I wouldn't want them to come after me if they had a lot of money. Not how you Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, man, man, they owe everybody. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? We do? It's <laughs> <laughs> year two in business too. But it's oh, been yeah. fun. I mean, this, I, I really hope, I mean, like I said, I, I am really working hard to become a better writer, become a better describer. I, I think that is something that will never stop, always getting better, always trying to do my best. And uh, just really hopeful, hoping we do a good job because this is this is very important. There's so many people that benefit from this. There, there's a lot, lot like Roy Samuelson, you know, my gosh, he, he is such a pioneer in this field, I'm a leader in this field. Roy is such a great guy. I'm glad we connect. It's a great community too. That's how we connected, I believe, is through Roy, if I'm not mistaken. It is. And then yeah. the Facebook group, the uh, audio description Facebook group, that's a wonderful resource. If, you, if yes. you're on Facebook, um, that is definitely look up, become part of that discussion. There's so many things that are shared there that are just wonderful. Great. Well, story. there is. And I, I recently came up that there are, there are a lot of great resources and thinking even outside of the box for audio description. And yes. I, I just want to thank you so much for, you know, elevating our, um, because you know, you're nothing for us without us is, is definitely the motto you use, and I, I that's I just want to thank you so much for that. Well, thank if, you. People, <laughs> if people wanted to get in touch with you, Jeff, how could they do so? Uh, you can shoot me an email, and my email is Najor, that's N as in Nancy, A J O R, at 
comcast.net. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions, uh, talk to you. Uh, I have samples. I talked to Roy earlier and, um, you know, if you want to see a sample script or, or I can shoot you some sample scripts of stuff we've done in the past and that way you can practice some things kind of like what I sent you last week. Yes. Uh, and that's the one thing too, is just trying to, um, uh, get more materials out there. You know, what, what is the best way of developing the script? Which for me is you know, some people use this particular tool or that tool. So there's a, and some people use words. So there's a variety of ways to write the script, but the big thing is just making sure when you're writing the script, you're giving that narrator enough information of where to start, where to stop and in between. Well, we thank you so much for all the work you do. It's so much complexity. I love that you're getting into so many different avenues of it and elevating and, and giving us these amazing resources to work towards. And as we, we like to say at AFB, if you know, we're, we're better together at creating a life with no limits if we are, we're in it together, um, no matter the situation. So yay for inclusion. I love that too. So thank you so much for being on it with us today. And I look forward to you learning more. No, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I, I, I look forward to seeing where this is going to go in the next few years. I think it's going to be, every show is going to have it. You're going to see that AD there as long, or right beside the CC on everything. Nice. I do too. That is, that is going to be awesome. <laughs> I really do. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I guess you have a great rest of your weekend and thank, thank you, you for your time with us today. We really, really appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you, you all. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Take have care. a great weekend.